Hey, mi amigos, welcome back to Brian and Dylan Take on the World for just just another great week of just some insightful nonsense. Uh, I I am your co-host Dylan here with me amor, uh, my good pal comrade Brian. Brian, say hello to to the familia. Hey everybody, how's it going? Yeah, another as you said insightful week of nonsense. I really liked that. It's a it's a good term, a good way to phrase the show. Yes, I will. I will no longer be flexing my my Spanish language throughout the rest of this podcast as well. So, okay, that's good. That yeah, was, that mean, was it. I don't speak any Spanish, so for me, I was just like, all right. Well, hopefully, this is all positive stuff. I don't, I don't really know what Dylan's saying here. Full disclosure: I kind of panicked when we first started. I didn't really know what to say, and I just immediately <laughs> just went, went to my Spanish. All right. to my Spanish. Um, Fair enough. Brian, man, what's up? Um, this is how. How has your week been? How how you doing? You know, I never ask you how 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 you are. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well. Um, my week was good. I got to see Dark Phoenix, uh, in theaters, and it was fine. It was fine. Um, you know, it's a real take it or leave it movie. But uh, I felt like I was such a big fan of the X Men for so long that I just needed to see the end of it, regardless of how good or bad it was going to be. You know, that's probably the most positive review on dark phoenix i've i've heard yeah that's as bad as, bad as good as it gets so my week you didn't ask me but i'll just i'll just jump yeah, in how was how was your week as Sorry. i was as i was explaining to you earlier i discovered parks and rec oh, i'm officially yes. on the parks and rec fan train mm-hmm. i will say i'm loving it uh when we last talked i was finishing my third rewatch of the office and my new number one rule with the office is when I'm rewatching and I immediately end it when Michael Scott leaves. That's, that's just yeah. that's where the, that's where the show ends for me. And I was kind of looking and I'm like, I don't I don't know what my next show is going to be. And obviously Netflix being the great, the great the streaming service it is. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to think of a creative word. Content. I couldn't. I'm still. I'm uh, speaking of speaking of of trying to get into the mood. You hear this? You hear that? Hold I, on. I did. I don't know what's happening, but I I did you hear that. that? <laughs> we got a, another God's nectar in this week's episode. Uh, the 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 beer of the week this week is Bentwater Equivalent Exchange. If it ain't Bentwater, something else. Yeah, it's some. It's definitely something else. I actually don't have any beer. I'm drinking some Coke, so that's good. We don't, no we, don't give out, we don't give out free advertisements. Please please don't please don't mention Coke. Oh, sorry. Uh, but Bentwater out of uh, Lynn, Massachusetts. Shout out Bentwater. We don't do free advertising, except for Bentwater, of course. Correct. Yes. Well, so, Bentwater. My, my favorite craft beer. It's the thing that gives me man titties. <laughs> it's, it's, what, it's what wakes me up on Saturday mornings with it completely just out of it and like, wow, I shouldn't have eaten that entire bag of Doritos after I had about six of those Bentwaters last night. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, um, yeah. So I uh, I discovered Parks and Rec after my third office rewatch, mm-hmm. and I will say I don't know what it took me so long to get into it because I've always seen like the gifs on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, on, on Giphy, uh, of Ron Swanson and, and and the team down there at at, at Pawnee, Indiana, mm-hmm. and I will say I fucking love the show. I'm about towards the end of season two. Mm-hmm. It's it's quickly becoming my favorite show ever, and I I, I I'm only like. 30% on it, if that. Yeah, it's, I don't... It's awesome. I don't know if it's a hot take. Uh, I, obviously, everyone loves The Office. It's probably the biggest show on the internet. I actually prefer Parks and Rec, 
to the office. I just felt I, like Parks and Rec had a more upbeat, positive comedy, whereas sometimes some of the comedy in the office could either be mean spirited or just like incredibly like uncomfortable. No, I totally get what you're saying. And I actually, I, I have legitimately laughed out loud. I think a lot more than I would have at this point into the office. And I'm not saying I like this more than the office. I'm just saying I, I, I do like this a lot. And during my office rewatch, like you said, some mean spirited stuff, like the episode where Jim just throws a snowball at Dwight, like mm-hmm. at point blank range, right in the face. Right. Rudest fucking thing ever. Did yeah. not like that. And then Jim gets all, all sad and whiny, like a little bitch whenever Dwight, retaliates like you, you threw a snowball at this man from two feet away right in the face yeah he could have taken his eye out you know this is not okay jim here he, i mean here's another hot take fuck jim yeah he's kind of a dick jim after jim after like season three fuck him <laughs> yeah parks and rec man ron swanson quickly becoming one of my all-time favorite tv characters he's just he's who i aspire to be in, in, in i don't know 20 years yeah man just wait like as it gets on he's just continually amazing and hilarious it's God, I love that show. I can't believe you haven't seen it yet. This is exciting. I can't wait to hear as we keep going with the podcast, your thoughts on it, you know? Yeah, and it was one of the things I didn't even think about. Like, it was just like, this is recommended for you. I said, fuck it. Let's do it. I did it. I love Amy Poehler. I love Aziz Ansari. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love the show. That's my that, that's my weekly update. That's been going on this week. Yeah, and like you said, the cast is so good. Uh, Aubrey Plaza, you know, last episode we talked about Child's Play. She's in that. Um, she's on parks and rec and then certified course, certified fresh uh, that's today. insane to me we had it backwards we were, well i had it backwards with men in black and um child's play i should have switched my seat and skip it i actually retract that statement i don't know if it's technically certified fresh but it's at least fresh which is right. good enough for me <laughs> um but yeah and then of course chris pratt one of the biggest movie stars in the world right now he's the goofy side character on so Pixar. funny so funny. He's he's been one of the main ones that have made me laugh out loud. Mm. So he, he is he is so funny in that show. And I can imagine people I think the first time I saw Chris Pratt was in the movie Moneyball. Yes. He plays Shea Hillenbrand. That's kind of a name drop. Or no, Scott Hatberg. Mm. That's who he plays. Look for all you baseball heads out there. Shout out Nick Primo. I don't even know if he listens to this anymore. <laughs> he will text me if he hears this though. So if he is listening and he does and he texts me, I know he's listening. If I don't get a text Fuck him. Fuck Nick Primo. Yeah, it's going to put a strain on your friendship, for sure. For sure. He, he's the, the godfather of my daughter. Fuck him. <laughs> and he, died. he doesn't even listen to the podcast. No, he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good fellow. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. Uh, I can imagine, like, if you're watching this show and, like, you first started the show before, like, you're watching it in real time, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, there's Chris Pratt guy. He's a sweetheart. That little, little chubby son of a bitch. He's real funny. And then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, he was cast as Star-Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, he's playing that guy in, in Jurassic world, mm-hmm. which we may get to a little bit later. Total, total glow up. I, I, I'm very much looking forward to the season where all of a sudden he just comes back jacked, mm-hmm. which I've heard they, they like address it in the show too. I'm very they much do, looking forward they to that. They do address it. You'll like it. I think. Cause yeah, I mean, it's hard to, it would, it would have been really hard for him to get fat again in time for another season. You know what I mean? Oh, I bet. And as someone who, who lives life fat, mm. So much harder to get fat than to get skinny. I, I agree. <laughs> oh, man. So I I'm, I can't wait to hear more about The Office, but or rather Parks and Rec. If you want to talk about The Office, too, I'm always down for that. But right now, Dylan, what is on the docket? Um, so today, today we're going to be talking a little bit of uh, some 
box office numbers and movies that make a lot and sometimes don't make a lot and movies that suck. <laughs> We're going to be talking a lot about that. Maybe we'll hear about Dark Phoenix. Maybe we'll hear about Men in Black International. Maybe we'll hear about Pirates of the Caribbean, which we just discovered before we started recording this podcast, has one of the most absurd budgets for a movie I've ever seen before. It's hard to believe it's real. Hard to believe it's real. I can't wait to get to that. But first, uh, something that you know I'm very passionate about. Mm -hmm. I wrote a fake hit piece on Zack Snyder and DC that I didn't post on our website, wikipedeverything.com, <laughs> the blog that we blog sporadically, and by sporadically I mean once a quarter. <laughs> uh, we are talking about Batman today to start the show, and particularly Rob, Rob Pattinson being cast as Batman. I'm going to start out by saying... I love that casting. I very much can't, can't wait to look forward to it. Rob Pattinson is a fine actor. People who judge him only on Twilight, the Twilight series, clearly just haven't really paid attention to any of the work he's in because he has been in some real good stuff. Uh, and I am very, very much much looking forward. I mean, I'm, I'm tongue twisted just talking about it. I'm very much looking forward to Rob Pattinson as Batman. And I think that this new Batman movie is going to be pretty fucking good just based on the things I've heard so far. Yeah. So I think we're two. uh, well, actually I'm not going to say we're the only two. The internet's fairly split on this casting. Very some split. I'm actually are, surprised how split, how split it is. Yeah. Some people are like real quick to just be like the guy from twilight. No way. Fuck that. Like this is dumb. Yep. But like you said, he's done a lot of work outside of twilight. He is a talented actor and I'm, all for this new interpretation. If Batfleck has to go away, I would like like a new, fresh face that could potentially bring something interesting to the role. I know they were also testing Nicholas Holt, who you know has a connection to Dark Phoenix as he played Beast. Oh, the and... Beast. Ugh. <laughs> um, but I like Nicholas Holt a lot too, so I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been too upset for that. But that being said, I'm I'm keeping you open mind for this casting. What does suck is that I, I I was such a big Ben Affleck fan. Uh, I thought I thought he was a really good Batman mm. in a very very poor poor written universe. Mm. Uh, I I actually got about three hundred karma when I posted on the Batman forum when they're on Reddit when they were mm. talking about Rob Pattinson being cast. Uh, I think Ben Affleck was the right Batman at the wrong time. Right. Which is like to me the best way to put it because I thought he was very good. And the good Batman scenes in Batman vs Superman. I don't even want to discuss Justice League because uh, Justice League is basically they tried to make Batman like the co the comedic relief, which you you that's like you cannot do that. Yeah, Batman is the last character that should film. be focused around comedy. Mm. Uh, I'm very big. I I fuck Zack Snyder. Uh, he 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 went through some very awful things that happened to him during the filming of Justice League, which that sucks, but. I hope that he never has anything to do with another DC movie again. And as far as I know, apparently this is Matt Reeves' baby, the director of The Batman, uh, who, who you everyone would probably know that he directed all the Planet of the Apes movies, which were fine. Uh, they were probably yeah. above average. I, I did like them. I'm really, uh, but I think this is Matt Reeves. Like he's he's writing it. They're taking whatever because originally Ben Affleck was supposed to write, direct, and star in this movie. Mm -hmm. I think they're taking. I think they threw away whatever was that Ben Affleck script, and I think Matt Reeves is just writing it himself, which is good. Uh, I guess if you're going to direct it and you're trying to make Batman your own, hopefully it's it has nothing to do with whatever they're doing with whatever the fuck they're doing with the DC universe right now. Mm. Like whatever's going on there, hopefully this has it has nothing to do with it. And uh, yeah, Rob Pattinson, uh, good time, a great movie, which I think you can stream on Amazon Prime. Shout mm. out Amazon Prime. 
Good Time is a movie that I really I saw that, and it, it's a, it's like a, a an average above average movie, but he is fucking excellent in that. I'm actually kind of surprised he didn't end up getting nominated for it. He's that right. good. And now he is going to be in the Lighthouse this year, which is apparently potentially going to be another Oscar type movie. Um, it is directed by Robert Eggers, who did The Witch, which was one of my all-time favorite horror movies, which I mm. think we might have talked about last week when I was talking about dramatic horrors when we were talking about Midsummer. Right. Um, uh, but anyway, Rob Patton, if you're judging him by by Twilight, don't, because he yeah. has some other work where he is he's excellent. Right. Judging by Harry Potter, you know. Oh, Cedric Diggory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's fucking good as Cedric Diggory. I thought. Dude, I was like, I was like this chubby, like twelve-year-old kid, sitting in like a movie theater for the Goblet of Fire when Cedric died. I teared up a little bit. Yeah, that I was... got super nervous that the the girls that were not there with me, who probably weren't even looking at me, were gonna <laughs> see me crying. Oh no, <laughs> no, they did not. Wow, I mean, they would have understood. I think. Yes. They wouldn't have. They wouldn't have judged you too hard for that. Um, I think for Ben Affleck leaving the project, it, it makes sense. I mean, it's gonna be hard. To go from, oh, yeah, I'm going to write, direct. This is going to be my project to bring someone else in and having your script thrown out. I feel like at that point, it's like, oh, I don't really want to do this anymore. And then Henry Cavill might not even be Superman anymore. He's probably just like, yeah, what's the point? That's what I mean. Like, the, the DC universe itself is just, it's it, even though they've had about, well, they've had two straight successes. I, I loved Aquaman. Shout out Aquaman. Brian, Brian, your favorite superhero. Yes. But I haven't we seen supposed... the movie yet. So. Outrageous. Uh, we, yeah. we were supposed to go see it at the movie theaters together, and, and Brian was sick and I ruined was, my yeah. Christmas. I'm, I'm quite sorry for that. Jason Momoa, Dylan, I let you guys both down. You did. You sure I did. I I went to a movie theater where there was not assigned seating, and I had to wait in line <laughs> by myself with that with my extra large root beer mm-hmm. by myself. And I ended, up, I ended up going to the movie theater, and I went right, and for some reason everybody went left. Oh, no. and I, ended, I ended up sitting on the right side of the movie theater by myself. I I think people thought I looked a little sketchy. Oh, man. Nah, this makes me just feel even worse. And then the other movie being Shazam. So Aquaman mm-hmm. and Shazam, two back-to-back movies that got like pretty decent critical appraise, made a shitload of money. Uh, Wonder Woman's obviously the other one that, that was a surefire. I think it made – I don't think it made as much money as Aquaman. I think Aquaman passed Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, what it was phenomenal, and I'm 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 a big fan of, of Man of Steel too, even though Zack Snyder directed it. Uh, I did love Man of Steel a lot, and I love Henry Cavill as Superman. Yeah, like you said with Batman or with Ben Affleck, right? Batman, wrong time. Henry Cavill, literally the perfect Superman, just yep. has nothing to work with. So I I I'm I like I said I'm very happy about Rob Pattinson. I I think he's great. Mm. Uh, my 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 personal choice, who I thought would have been a great Batman, was actually uh, Richard Madden, who you know is Rob Stark. Mm-hmm. I I think that he could have made a, gr- a great Batman, bulked up. He obviously has the look of, of Bruce Wayne, right? Like the, this this suave, good looking business mogul. Mm-hmm. Um, another person who I actually found out who originally uh, tested to forward to play Batman and Batman Begins was Henry Cavill. Yeah, yeah, and that I, would have been I interesting. Actually, I don't know if he would have done that, but I think Henry Cable somehow, even though I think he's a perfect Superman, somehow might be a better Batman slash Bruce Wayne because he's big, he's got the look. Uh, I, 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 in an alternate universe, I like to think that that's going on somewhere. Right. It'll be interesting to see if Pattinson bulks up to like the degree Christian Bale did yep. when he played because that's like a pretty 
believable. And then Ben Affleck got huge, like super Jack to play yeah, uh, Batman, which yeah. I think you need to have that, you know, physicality in this role. I think so. like the, the canon height and weight for Batman, I think he's like six two, like two thirty. Like he's a fucking, like he's, he's a brick shit house. He's a big guy. Yeah. And I only know that from the Arkham games when you get to go into like the profile mm-hmm. uh, of the, of the heroes. And I think, yeah, Batman's like six two two thirty. He's a, he's a big, big SOB. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, so I, 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 like I said, I don't really have much of Matt Reeves' work other than really the the Planet of the Apes movies, which I thought were fine. Mm. I thought the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was was pretty good. I thought, but uh, I guess we'll see. I, I guess I think the rumored bad guys for this is going to be the Penguin and Catwoman, mm-hmm. which is kind of like people are immediately like, oh, Batman Returns. Right, Timber. that's kind of tough to have both of the same. The he's such a rogue gallery that should really go into it more, you know. As as we see though, and we're we're gonna go into this a little more later for a different discussion. Also, casting and writing mean more now than really anything else. Probably mm-hmm. writing more so than anything. Well, yeah, uh, I mean, especially with one of the one of the casts for one of the movies we're talking about is perfect, and they still made a not great movie. Yeah. So, so what can you do? Uh, any chance this is connected to the Joker movie that's coming out? I don't think so. Yeah, I think yeah, it's a little too like the time wouldn't really match up considering Alec Baldwin's playing Bruce Wayne Wayne's dad. Yeah. So I don't know how we could ever have a Joaquin Phoenix versus Robert Pattinson movie. I think it would be interesting. Um but like the Joker already looks like he's like thirty, forty in the Joker. Mm-hmm. So I mean you you fast forward twenty years later you're gonna have a potentially sixty year old Joker fighting the Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I don't think so. I think this Joker movie is just a one-off, which I will yeah. say I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it looks great. John, mm-hmm. Phoenix is one of my favorite actors out there. I I think it's gonna be great, but no, I don't I don't think it will be connected. But we'll see. Yeah. If both of them make a shitload of money, I can totally be saying, all right, this is this is the Joker. Push now. them together. Yeah. I, I, sorry. I think, no, I was gonna say I think Matt Reeves is approved for a thr- uh, trilogy mm-hmm. at the least. So, right. I mean, I will say when I was watching. Um, Dark Phoenix, obviously the trailer for the Joker, came up and I was just like, "Damn, that looks like one good ass movie." Mm-hmm. So it's I'm gonna be great. Excited. It's a, it's like it seems like very like noir, like very taxi driver esque. Like it, it looks like it, I'm, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm looking forward to everything coming up, Batman. After having a very sketchy three to five years, I, I think I think that. Batman, who in my opinion is the most important superhero, both DC, D- I, I, in in general, oh, um, general. I I think Batman surpasses like Spider Man too, mm. for, for like just the most beloved slash like I think everybody will go see a Batman movie. Well, yeah, I mean he had some solid ass Tim Burton movies, and then obviously the Nolan trilogy is just amazing. Yeah, completely. Uh, still, not no superhero movie. Still, I think has just had like the talent of filmmaking. You know that went into like the Dark Knight. No, the Dark Knight, like that trilogy, is by itself. It's mm. in my, it, up. It, uh, the, the Dark Knight to me is oddly enough. I, I think it's probably. I think I talked about this. It's my second favorite superhero movie. Mm. I, I think I gave it a passing it, but I still think Dark Knight is above it for one of my all-time favorite movies. If that makes any sense at all. Kind of. <laughs> it, it, it makes sense in my in my right. Mind. Well, that's all that matters, really. All right. right. Do we want it's... anything else about Robert Pattinson? 
No, I'm looking forward to it. I don't want to keep rambling on for whoever's still listening. All right, well, then let's get into the main topic. Dylan, what are we covering today? Yeah, so we're discussing movies such as Dark Phoenix and Men in Black International, which are the two most relevant movies to bring up this topic. But we're really talking about movies that are franchises that are basically just making movies to make money at this point, regardless of how shitty they are. And now it's not working anymore. No, now it's not working. Um well, he can talk about a movie where that had a ridiculous budget where apparently it sort of worked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you see Dark Phoenix. I mean, I if, you kinda, if you kind of want to get into that, Dark Phoenix, $200 million budget. Oh, and so much for what this movie was. $200 million and only ended up making worldwide so far $232 million. Mm-hmm. Almost about, I want to say $233 million, Which is, it's made a budget, but mm-hmm. a $33 million budget I'm sorry, it made a profit, but a $33 million profit is awful. Yeah, you don't know how much they spent on marketing and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, realistically, the budget is probably more than what they're saying it is. So, $33 million, that's not really cutting it. No. Um, Especially only $60 million in the U.S. That's terrible. That's like what you could expect for an opening weekend for most X-Men movies. And while I did not think it was so bad that it warranted everyone staying away like they clearly have, um, I think it was just not good enough for anyone to care, you know? No one gave a shit about this movie. Uh, But definitely uh, two uh, two things didn't help Dark Phoenix. One was that the Disney merger already went through before this movie came out. Mm -hmm. And so everyone basically knows that this storyline, these characters don't matter. Because in however long it takes for Disney to make a, an X to introduce the X Men at least to the MCU, right. none of these characters are going to matter. The storyline doesn't matter. None of this matters. And the second part is that I Apocalypse just wasn't that good either. Apocalypse was re- worse than this movie in my really. Opinion. I thought. Well, I think it was more offensive than just how much it was. Like, man, you've wasted like everything. Like Oscar yeah. Isaac, you wasted yep. him. Like, yep. why would you have him if you're just going to have this kind of bland villain? Yep. Like, Olivia Munn, you didn't even let talk in the movie. You know, like, again, you make Magneto bad just to turn good again. Like, you've given up on Mystique being a bad guy to the point where she's just a hero. Like, it's not interesting. That's not what we liked from the original trilogy, or at least the original two movies. Um yeah, it just felt like a giant movie with no no soul to it. You know what I mean? Which I think is part of, <laughs> excuse me, which is part of the, the, in my opinion, the huge, the huge win for for comic book fans. The fact that Disney got this because even though Disney has has put out like maybe one or two stinkers, and even then, uh, if you're calling uh, Iron Man two and the Incredible Hulk stinkers are probably still better than most other comic book movies that were done by other producers. Right. Uh, I, this is if you're a fan of comic book movies, I, I think it's huge that Disney got them. One, it's going to now be introduced to the MCU, which is the biggest movie universe in the world mm-hmm. and the most beloved, and they've done the most things right. Which DC did everything wrong while MCU was doing everything right. So. Disney now has the Fantastic Four, which their last movie is regarded as one of the worst movies ever. They now have X-Men, which X-Men, I would argue, is probably... 
I don't want to say bigger than the Avengers, uh, but I think before the movies came out, I probably say I'd say probably the X Men were bigger than like the Avenger story arcs. If, if that makes because like Civil War and the Infinity Wars comic book lines were obviously huge, but I, mm-hmm. I still, still think the X Men. The thing that gets lost with the X Men too is the X Men. The movies pretty much kicked off like the modern, the, like the modern superhero movies. Oh no doubt, no doubt. They're usually instrumental. We wouldn't have what we have now if it wasn't for X Men. Pretty much between the X, the, the X Men, and I think it came out like two thousand, two thousand one, mm-hmm. and Tim Burton's Batman. Like those, those two movies pretty much shaped the modern, modern superhero movies. And obviously, yeah. it, they they they've still evolved so much. But I think without that first X Men movie, which I, the comic book movies are pretty much like laughed at at that point. Mm. And look how like fucking goofy like like even though I loved them, like the 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 Batman Return Batman I'm sorry Batman Forever and then Batman and Robin like look how just silly and fucking goofy those movies were and yeah. like those were those were all we had and even like the the Superman movies are just so campy and just so cheesy. With Christopher Nolan, with uh, sorry Tim Burton's Batman, they at least started to go dark, mm. and they started to involve a little more action. And then obviously with X Men, we got pretty dark. I mean, the movie starts out with with a concentration camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would argue that's that's pretty dark. Yeah, we got wardrobes heavily inspired by the Matrix. Yep, with all that leather. Oh yeah. Um, we got interesting, you know, damaged characters. I mean, Rogue can't even touch people. Mm-hmm. Like her fucking superpower is that she drains people's life forces. It's horrible. Oh. It's horrible. Wolverine, no. he can't die. Like it's just dark, interesting themes that led up to more dark, interesting themes in future movies. You know. Sounds like my ex-wife drains life out of people and can't die. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I was never married, nor do I have an ex-wife. Right. Just so from my future for, ex-wife. For the record. Oh, and if Rachel's listening to this, which we'll find out if she does or not with that comment. So. <laughs> oh, man. The hot seat, uh, Rachel and Primo. Oh, but, man. No, the Dark Phoenix, I, I do feel like the Dark Also, apparently Dark Phoenix is not a good movie, even though you said it was fine. Uh, I, I do think that even even if this was a really good movie, I do think the, the it was it was not in its favor to be successful. And, like, I, I had no fucking interest going to see Dark Phoenix. I really did not. Mm. Like, I, I just, especially after Apocalypse. Apocalypse, because I love Days of Future Past. I love yeah, that. that. Logan, That, that the, is my favorite superhero movie, period. Oh. Days of Future Past, I love it. I saw it three times in, like, three days when it came out. I just, I fucking love that movie. <laughs> All right. Well, it was great. Uh, and then I didn't even end up seeing Apocalypse in the movie theater not because I thought it was shitty, but because like I just didn't end up going to see it, and then mm-hmm. I ended up catching it on like HBO one day. It's like, wow, this sucks. Like this is not good. I, I yeah. get what people are talking about. Uh, I I don't know, and I also like I, uh, Sophie Turner. She's awesome. Obviously, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. She's she's great. And even I like the kid that plays Cyclops too from from Ready Player One. Yeah, um, the, he's probably better in Ready Player One than he is in either of his X Men movies, to be honest. Best podcast we ever recorded that was never heard. Ready Player One. Shout out us. Hey, it's it's out. It's out. People can go back and listen to what we thought about that movie. We I just don't think it twice. I just don't think that they're very interesting, like actors for that role. I guess. And also the same. So a very funny, a very very funny thing. I'm gonna pull this up, and I heard this on a separate podcast, which I don't, we don't shout out other podcasts. 
Um, the director of this movie, Simon Kinberg, also directed, I'm pretty sure, hold on. He wrote Last Stand, he, if that's what he, you're doing, um, yeah. Thank you for correcting He yeah. wrote Last Stand. And Last Stand was regarded as one of the worst superhero movies ever. Last Stand was absolute dog shit. Mm-hmm. It was it, it did it did the entire um, Phoenix storyline wrong, and so of course Fox, which is just why Fox no longer has these properties because people <laughs> are like just, just get it away, uh, right. that that shitload of money obviously. So you bring the writer of X Men Last Stand, who that main plot of that story was the Phoenix storyline, which they did in Dark Phoenix. You bring that person who wrote that movie on to do Dark Phoenix. The movie that is basically uh, uh, that is redoing Last Stand. Yeah. The Last Stand, which is shitty, you're bringing on as the director, the writer that wrote that movie. I'm getting, I'm getting like tongue tied. I feel like, I feel like Charlie Kelly in that, and and Always Sunny when he has all the 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 Frank Pepe things, not Frank yeah, Pepe, the uh, Pepe Silvers. Yeah. No, on, that's what I feel. Like. I know. I I agree, and I think I can chime in. I mean. The, the hope was that he was going to do Dark Phoenix right. The hope was that studio interference that forced him to add the Cure storyline into Last Stand was really what detracted from him focusing on the Dark Phoenix saga in that movie. But he had a second shot at it. I mean, and how many times would you get one, let alone two shots at this storyline and to just whiff twice? It's, it's pretty hard to take. So, like, this guy could probably never make another superhero movie again. I mean, we'll probably see him get hired to write, like, the Dark Phoenix in the MCU at this point. Mm-hmm. So, like, you just fail upwards sometimes. Because he also, he also was a producer on Fantastic Four, the newer one, which yeah, obviously... Yeah, he supposedly directed a lot of the reshoots after um, their director for that movie kind of lost his mind. So, clearly, clearly, I mean, I guess we'll see. Clearly, he's an, uh, hopefully he's not going to touch any any new superhero movies. He was a producer on Deadpool two, which we loved. Uh, I'm looking mm-hmm. I'm looking at his IMDb page right now. Produced Logan, but I think I wonder if like the production role is just because one he's the Fox and two he's just, he's like, just involved with the X Men. Yeah, because yeah. he does X Men Apocalypse, obviously Deadpool, the Fantastic Four. Yeah, man, it's uh, he's not Kevin Feige. We'll put it that way. No, he may be similarly involved in their universe, but he's not. He doesn't have the, the knowledge and talent. Arguably the opposite. <laughs> um, I think what's really bad for this movie, too, is Logan. Obviously, the Deadpool movies came out since Apocalypse, um, but people don't really like associate the Deadpool movies with mainline X-Men. Um, you know, all you have is Colossus, and then there was like a cameo of this cast in Deadpool 2, which mm-hmm. I thought was really funny, personally. But... Uh, you don't really associate Deadpool, and honestly, they could just keep making making Deadpool movies in even in the MCU and just never address, you know, just keep it in the X Men universe that they've established. It'd be fine. Yep. But uh, a lot of people who like X Men casually probably like saw Logan and were like, "Oh, okay, so that's the end." Obviously, yep. like fucking. Professor X mind killed everybody except for Logan, and then Professor X and Logan both died. So this would be the end. And then it's like, oh no, actually, here's a prequel in a different timeline, or maybe the same timeline. It's not really clear anymore. And you should care about Professor X again, even though he's dead in that other movie. 
we're now we're we're, we're now going to end up going on to most likely I, I I'm like 99 percent sure they're going to end up recasting the X Men and the Fantastic Four and all that. Oh now, well, yeah, well one they one they have to do the Fantastic Four because Michael B Jordan is Johnny Storm and he's also Killmonger and another thing so they have to recast Fantastic Four. That movie was just fucking terrible anyway. So they have that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. I don't think anybody from that movie has any interest in reprising their roles either. Oh no, why? Yeah, why would they? Yeah, um, it just didn't seem like a good time was had by anybody. No, and I think the big thing and we'll kind of go into like the Men in Black too. I think the big thing is that. It's a little bit different between Men in Black and something like Dark Phoenix. Mm. I just think that these studios are hoping that these movies are going to carry the weight they did maybe like five, ten years ago, mm. where if you release a superhero movie, someone's going to see it. But I, I and I don't think that the comic book genre is dead. Clearly, it's not because mm. usually once a year, whatever movie comes out ends up crossing a billion dollars. Obviously, we, the, the Avengers is most likely going to end up beating Avatar with this re-release, mm-hmm. which is all fair because Avatar re-release too. People forget that. Yeah, no one mentions that. It's fine. We'll mention it. We got we got Endgame's back on this one. I just think that people now realize the difference between good, good movies and bad movies where maybe like five, ten years ago we didn't because I think – and probably like 30 to 50 years, people are going to look back on, on, on this this – um, like the comic book genre in general is going to end mm. up being what, like Westerns are to our grandparents. Right. I, I think there's going to end up being this whole channel that is going to be, you're going to have to pay $20 for a month and all mm. the olds and all, we'll be old. Then you're going <laughs> to end up getting it's just gonna be all these superhero movies back to back because they can't keep this going forever. No. Cause we, they can't keep doing with dark Phoenix. They can't keep rebooting the storyline, just hoping eventually it's going to end up getting right. People are eventually just going to be bored with it, mm. which kind of sucks because with the X Men, the X Men basically have like three good movies, and I, I do think the X Men are one the most realistic storyline they have to tell, and two, uh, just Wolverine is one of the best superheroes out there. It's which also it's going to be real, real tough for people to replace Hugh Jackson as as well as Wolverine. Yeah, the only thing they can do honestly is like just try to cast someone who looks exactly like the comic book character yeah and be like well, we just wanted to go like more traditional route like you know that that no one's gonna like the person at first and it's gonna be a real uphill battle for him to gain like the public's love but you know i mean it, if you get offered that i don't think anyone would pass it up you know to be a wolverine in the mcu is just gonna be like really big shoes to fill I do want to say I said Hugh Jackson. His name is that. That's that was the former coach of the of the Cleveland Browns. His name is Hugh Jackson. <laughs> oh man, yeah, a little a little bit different uh, people on that one. No, uh, Hugh Jackson as Wolverine is is something to think about. I mean, maybe people, you know, maybe maybe in the MCU. Who knows? I don't that think he has be, a job right now. So that should be the thumbnail for this body. <laughs> Hugh Jackson as, as his Wolverine. face on Wolverine's body. Uh, it, which also, I guess, like if we want, we're now gonna let's get into a little side discussion real quick. Mm-hmm. Who's someone you can think about that would that would be a good Wolverine? Oh man, so that's tough. Um, so do you want me to do? I, I have yeah. Do you have right someone off the top of your head? I don't know how this really is working. Think work. about it. Henry Cable, Wolverine. <laughs> Henry Cable is just gonna play like every person. He's, he, he has the body for it for sure. He is going to play James Bond, maybe. He is going to play Batman in an alternate universe. Mm-hmm. He is playing 
The Witcher, Geralt of Rivia in the oh, yeah. TV series. That's be so dope. Holy he shit. was Superman. Uh, I think he would be a pretty good Wolverine. You've seen him when he's mad. He's pretty hairy too. You give him like that little like weird side spike hair. I can see him as Wolverine. Yeah, I think you're definitely gonna need a shorter type actor. I don't know how tall Henry Cavill is, but I think yeah. Henry I think Henry Cavill's like six five. Yeah, so that's a problem. Um, just because you Jacks Jack. Oh my god, you got me messing it up now. <laughs> Hugh Jackman has the tall, like super ripped look. He probably want I won't I won't say fat, but a chunkier guy, you know. He's bulky. A thick dude. Yeah. Two C's. Although those shirts off scenes, he looked he was fucking ripped. Yeah. Oh he was, yeah. He was ripped. Yeah, and um Man of Steel when he's on that like oil rig. Oh, I'm sorry, we're getting sidetracked. Yeah, so, no, no, yeah, no, yeah. So this, just, we're just going to talk about people's six packs now. This is that's what the podcast is about. This is this is a this is a free roam podcast. If you're still listening, God bless you. Um, yeah, yeah. In the shirts off scenes, yeah, he's hairy, he's big, hell yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we can. I'll, I'll think about it a little bit more. I don't know if there's. They should really just cast an unknown. Yeah. You know. Um, but hey, we'll see what happens. Um, but I do think in terms of what you were talking about where people are like, oh, well, people will go see it because it's X-Men. People will go see this because it's Men in Black. I think the last movie I can really remember just getting by on name alone was Batman versus Superman. Yeah. That made a shit ton of money. That movie, I enjoyed it quite a bit. A lot of people did not like it at all. But it made so much money just because it's fucking Batman and Superman in the same movie and Wonder Woman's there. Yeah. Like, how could it not? But I think that really burned people, honestly. I think Justice League saw it super hard because they were like, oh, yeah, no, that that other movie wasn't that great, but I went to see it. This movie has bad reviews. You know what? I'm just not going to see it this time. And now we've started to see that trend with other films. Do we think that there's even a chance that the MCU somehow brings back Hugh Jackman? No, I think he doesn't want to do it anymore. Probably. I think it's just so hard to be in that kind of shape, you know? Because even, like, I guess year-wise, he has to be probably the longest-tenured superhero there is, even more than, like, uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I mean, he did it for, like, at least eight years before Robert Downey Jr. started playing Iron Man, and then they both just recently stopped, so... Yep. Yeah, he, he definitely has to be. And he was in so many movies. Oh, he was even in Deadpool 2. I, yep. think, I think it was just archive footage, but he was there. He's not in Dark Phoenix, though. Um, obviously. Even though he could have been, because he wouldn't have been dead in the timeline. Um, Although, I was shocked when I saw him in Apocalypse. Not, not, not to keep getting sidetracked with Hugh Jackson. I, I know, mean, that was Jackson. weird. It was fucking just randomly in Apocalypse. Yeah, I don't know. They used Hugh Jackson as a... Jackson, fuck. They used Hugh Jackman as a crutch, kind of, to get, like, past yeah, that w- things. that was the coolest part of that movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was to see an, an, an uncaged Wolverine just fucking obliterating people. That was great. It was, yeah, it's always fun. But yeah, it's, you know, the name appeal doesn't have it. And I mean, let look no further than Men in Black International. We both thought this movie was going to be pretty decent, right? We both said see it. We both unfortunately did say see it, yes, in our last pod. And we could not have been more wrong. I mean, it got putrid reviews and it only grossed how much for worldwide? 
Um, so where will it, it ended up doing so far? One hundred eighty-two million on a budget of one hundred and ten million. That's yes. Not, that's not great. This may be a little bit better than um, Dark Phoenix, but I mean, this had fucking Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson in it. How did you make a bad movie? So I mean, two? it's also it, this is the big thing. The big thing that plays into a lot of this is overseas. It's like I feel over like this has only made fifty-two million mm-hmm. domestically. It's made one hundred and twenty-nine million overseas. Mm-hmm. And overseas is what really what, what the difference is. We talked about it with with things like Lion King, Spider-Man. Like like overseas is what makes the difference. Um, for Star Wars: The Force Awakens, Star Wars: The Force Awakens made nine nine million dollars. Mm-hmm. And what we say, Dark Phoenix has done U.S. only sixty million. Uh, yes, just a little bit over sixty million. So to put it in perspective, Star Wars did almost nine hundred million more than what Dark Phoenix has done yeah. so far. Unreal. And so Star Wars has beat Avengers Endgame. Um, is it Avengers Endgame? Oh, Star Wars has beat Avengers Endgame. Almost a hundred million dollars more domestically. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Avengers Endgame overseas has Star Wars: The Force Awakens beat by. 800 million that doesn't seem right yeah 800 million that is right right i mean hey uh, avengers endgame is huge and it has such appeal overseas where star wars doesn't um do you think will smith not being in men in black really hurt this franchise because i think people maybe probably even more than tommy lee jones associate the men in black movies with will smith probably um, I, I I don't think men. I like I said I liked Men in Black three. Mm-hmm. I don't think Men in Black three was well loved. I don't I I, I don't I'm not even gonna bother trying to pull it up just to see how it did, mm-hmm. uh, money wise. Uh, I'm like I'm just scrolling down now. I don't. It's not even like in the top 100. I don't think, which is like saying something this day and age. Um, it de- obviously would have helped. Obviously, like the, like Will Smith has the star power. Probably unlike really anyone else in Hollywood. Everyone loves and knows Will Smith. Uh, Will Smith has made some fucking stinkers, though. You you know, Will Smith has been in some really bad movies. I think technically Will Smith only has, like, two or three movies that he's starred in that are certified fresh and Rotten Tomatoes. That's insane. Holy shit. Yeah. It's... I, it obviously would have helped, but, like, I guess how much would have it would have it helped? Mm-hmm. You know, because you... What's Will Smith's salary? At least, like, 20, 20 million, at least. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how much he, he pulls in. I mean, and it, Chris Hemsworth is is one of the one of the biggest stars on the planet right now. Mm-hmm. Like so, it, it would have helped, but apparently if the movie was that we, neither of us have seen it. If it was as bad as they're saying it is, mm-hmm. then I don't know. I also just don't think that like, I just don't know how 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 much people care about Men in Black anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was even thinking when the 2012 movie came out, Men in Black Three, it was like. We're still doing this. We're still doing Men in Black. Okay, and that, that's fucking seven years ago from now. You know, and now it's like, okay, really? We're still doing Men in Black? And like, the first one, obviously, like, the 90s. Like, you had a fresh idea in the 90s that was sci-fi related. Like, you were golden. And the first Men in Black is great. I think it came out in, like, 97 or whatever. Mm-hmm. It was, everyone loves the first Men in Black. Second one, arguably bad. The third one, argue, arguably terrible, and this one apparently is awful. So, I, I, in like the reviews, I, the reviews I've heard on it, like through podcasts, say that like they 
far too much rely on Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson's chemistry, which mm-hmm. obviously is one of the things we love from from the Avengers series and, and Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And, but I don't know. And like. I said it. I said it on the. I can't believe I ended up saying see it. And this is obviously in hindsight. Mm. But like this, this just looked like it could t- potentially just be awful. Right. Like it, it, the trailers. Like none of the trailers wooed me. Mm. And that was that's the other thing with Men in Black. Like like I, I know it by name alone. You know what I mean? Like if I would just see a trailer for this and not know what Men in Black is, I probably would still be like, this looks like shit. Yeah, I think. Um... Because they were so good in Avengers, I was like, oh, no, it's, they're obviously going to be good. It's going to be a good movie, right? It's going to be fine. But uh, no, it was not fine. And this this kind of just gets into like the like the, the, the main point of this whole discussion. It ends up being that I, I, I think 10 years ago, you get by on franchises. I think people flock to see them. And the movie that we're kind of talking about earlier that had a ridiculous budget was Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, Stran- Stranger Tides. Um, it ended up having a budget of about four hundred million dollars, which it's the most expensive movie ever made. Yeah, I couldn't believe that, man. I could not. Be- I I'm still in, like, uh, in disbelief. That's what the fuck? What they spent four hundred million dollars on? And it ended up grossing a, a billion dollars, billion plus, mm. which is just like absurd because that movie is not good at all. Really, right. like, it just and I like I said, it came out in two thousand eleven. And I think a movie like Dark Phoenix or even maybe Ben Black probably pulls in that money. Mm. And even what were we saying with, with Solo when we reviewed Solo last year? Like Solo, which I thought was a good movie, mm. was still technically compared to everything else Star Wars was like a failure, was a flop. Yeah, and I think that honestly had a lot to do with just like uh, – it's a contentious issue obviously and I'm not like passionate about it. But I did not think The Last Jedi was very good. And there's a lot of people who don't have a movie podcast who are like, oh, I didn't really like The Last Jedi. I'm not going to see Solo. You know? Which, yeah. Which is crazy because Star, well, Star Wars is the one thing where you're going to pull in people that have both never seen a Star Wars movie before and you have the other people that obviously have seen every Star Wars movie ten times. Mm-hmm. And I do think, yeah, maybe with Solo was one of the things where you had, you had one people – that were in protest not going to see it because they dared have somebody else other than Harrison Ford play on Solo. Yeah, that was dumb. Um, but and, I, I'm sure people were like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, Solo Solo was obviously not the best movie we've ever seen, but I, we both really liked it. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't know. I, I think the franchise, it's a combination between the comic book movie genre starting to be dried out and also franchises alone like i like every everything needs to be a franchise now mm. like they're trying to make like that monster franchise with like frankenstein dracula the fucking mummy and all that like who asked who wants that no one oh, wants man. we should do uh, like a video on that like uh in the style of that avengers video we did just like what their idea was to make this dark universe and just how like it failed who wants who who like I hate when people say this on the internet like who asked for this mm-hmm. like just be a complete dickhead but like who actually asked for a dark universe with Frankenstein the mummy Dracula like no one no one mm-hmm. wanted this not even that uh, the mummy movie was awful I didn't even see it it was yeah. just I I'm just saying it's awful based on I've never heard a positive thing about it mm-hmm. they had like Bride of Frankenstein too like Angelina Jolie was gonna play that. They did like, like promotional photo shoots with all of the actors and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was bad. 
I guess they did do that with the Fantastic Four and X-Men as well, and fucking Channing Tatum awkwardly is Gambit that never happened. Sure did. Sure did. Hey, that Gambit movie's coming eventually. Eventually. Maybe Marvel will have a change of heart and green light it as the first X-Men movie. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. It's just... It's like studios are understanding the importance of a continuous story. They understand that audience have audiences have matured to the point where they will, you know, follow a series for how many? Twenty two movies in Endgame. Yep. Um, in the Avengers. But they're missing the part where you gotta make a good movie first. They're just not I mean- doing that. A prime example, and I hate to keep beating a dead horse, is Game of Thrones. Mm. I, I, I think I, I, I really think that the writers thought that they could write like a mediocre, and like questionably shitty season, and just hope that like the fandom, because they're fans of the show, would just get behind it. And clearly, they didn't. I, I think that writing now, so more than ever, with all all the streaming flat platforms, everyone that that that's just like now like a movie whiz mm-hmm. everyone that has a, a shitty podcast like uh shout out us shout not, out yeah people like us but... not shitty not shitty <laughs> i'm just trying to be trying to be generous and, and for everyone else <laughs> i it's everyone's like a movie expert now but also like i do think that a lot more people pay attention to writing mm-hmm. a lot more people pay attention to cinematography a lot more people pay attention to things like score and all that i which is great i i do think a lot i think more now than ever the common moviegoer knows and cares more about movies than ever before mm-hmm. which is awesome like i i hope the movie the movie theater going experience i hope things like the oscars are around forever so they're my favorite things i, I love I, and i'm a, i love sports they're i love movies more than sports i love mm-hmm. it more than really any tv show mm-hmm. like movies like going to the movie theater the award shows talking about movies clearly is one of my favorite things and, but I, people are more knowledgeable now and i don't know if they're like that 10 15 20 years ago and the internet obviously has a huge deal to do with that mm. because people obviously get on they'll they'll get on reddit they'll get on twitter they'll be like oh this movie sucks i'm not even gonna bother going to see this mm. i'm now going to go to this craft brewery instead and use my money that way mm. yeah they're competing against um not only movies but now there's just so, so much content out there so much content for reasonable prices and so much content like on youtube for free like on podcast services for free you know, you can really have your pick of what you want and you're not kind of stuck seeing, oh, well, this movie came out and there's really nothing to do this weekend, so I'll go watch that. It's like, no, they'll stay home and they'll binge Chernobyl or Jessica Jones just came out with their newest season. Like, there's tons and tons of options. And if everyone other than Disney, obviously the Pirates uh, series notwithstanding, stops putting like a ton of effort into their franchises. I'm a little concerned because I love Disney movies. I love the Avengers, but I don't want Disney to own everything. It's starting to look like they're just going to be able to buy all the franchises off of everyone else. And there are, there are fans shout out Brian Wong. Here's our, here's our weekly pod shout out. Mm-hmm. Uh, our pal, Brian Wong, basically he, he, he's one of the people that has seen every, every MCU movie in the movie theater. Uh, but every time after he sees it, something like Captain Marvel or something average, he'll say, like, you know, I probably wouldn't have seen it if it wasn't part of the MCU. Right. Fair. Brian's one of the people that it has to it has to be a movie where it's both going on name and he, you kind of know it's going to be good mm-hmm. for him to go to the movie theater. We're, we're both kind of in a different in a different league. We're like we have the movie pass. Yeah. AMC A-list, you know. 
Not a I big deal. I enjoy, and the other thing that that Brian brought up, Brian Wong, he basically said that like he kind of hates the movie theater atmosphere, which I, oh, I man, I'm the exact opposite. I, I think it. we're both the exact opposite, but I also think that he probably shares. He probably shares a similar mentality too. I would say like most of the most of our generation, mm. and uh, it's a weird thing to compare it to. I think a lot of it has to do with a you deal with a lot of people on phones now, which sucks because like you always get that one ass on the theater that has his phone on. Right. Um, unfortunately, you have the threat of like someone venture, someone in here is going to have a gun and just kill oh. us all. That's always in the back of everyone's mind. Which you, you sure. didn't have, you didn't sad, have, but... you didn't have that 10, 15 years ago. Mm. And it's just, that's just life now. Mm. And also like getting up off your couch, like Brian Wong lives in Boston, getting up off your couch, you know, taking an Uber or the T or whatever to go to this movie theater. That's fucking only three miles away, but also a, a 30 minute uh, Uber or T ride. Listen, you don't want to get on the fucking T if you don't have to fuck MBTA transport. I hate it so much. Anyways, no. sorry, Dylan. No, you sound like the other Brian Wong, who also, like, he doesn't take the tea either. Shout out Brian Wong. Uh, it sucks. I, I feel number you, one Brian fan. Wong. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, like, I, 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 like, for me, like, like uh, I will, I will drive 30 minutes to go to the movie theater. I think there's two different minds, but I think, I think people like Brian, Brian Wong, and out they're more like, I need, I need a reason to have to go to the movie theater. Like, I, like, with Dark Phoenix, I don't think this is going to be good. I didn't really like Apocalypse. Why the fuck would I go to the movie theater to see this? And I don't yeah, think. that's fair. I don't think that was like that 10 years ago. And it, I was telling you earlier, I actually went and saw Pirates of the Caribbean, Stranger Tides. At the, the last movie I ever saw exactly at midnight mm -hmm. was that movie. Yeah. Also, I went, big shout out to theaters not making us go at midnight and starting the movies at oh, like 7 the dude, night before. Best thing ever. Seeing a movie at 7 o'clock on, on a Thursday night, mm -hmm. like the very first show. I'm going to see Spider-Man uh, Far From Home at 9.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. The day comes out. 9.30 in the morning. I'm having, I'm having fucking breakfast <laughs> while seeing... Spider-Man right. Far From Home. That's like, and shout out a uh, AMC A-list. Mm. I'm going to see that with part of my A-list. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, like, so, but I'm, I'm still even with A-list more selected. And that's kind of like the whole point. Like, I'm now not going to see Dark Phoenix. And even though I have A-list, I'm not going to see Dark Phoenix because I know it's a shitty movie. Even though you say it's, it's, it's okay. I'm still not going to see uh, it. I said it's fine. I think fine's below okay. Men, Men in Black International. Zero chance. I I almost probably won't ever even see that. Like I won't ever rent that for pay per view. I mean, that's like an FX movie that I'll see one day and be like, oh, haha, yeah, Chris Hemsworth, right. awesome. And ten years ago, I guarantee you, people are flocking to the movie theater on a Friday night to see Men in Black International because they know the name Men in Black. They're mm -hmm. flocking to the movie theater to see X Men: Dark Phoenix because they know the X Men. Mm -hmm. They're they're fucking going to the midnight premieres of Pirates of the Caribbean, Stranger Tides, and given Pirates of the Caribbean is better than the first two movies we just named, even though I haven't seen both of them. Mm -hmm. I can just tell just based off reviews. Like people, like, like there, people are both greedy and smarter now, because people like Brian Wong, he can say, "Oh, I can go see, I can go see fucking Dark Phoenix and take this thirty-minute Uber ride into downtown Boston, mm. or I can stay home and and watch something like a rerun of Parks and Rec, or I can watch, I can watch Into the Spider Verse for the second time." Right. Like, and I think people are obviously much more choosing to do that now, and and, and just. Like you said, the the options now are endless, and I just and I, I hope, I I really do hope that studios now start. And I, on another pod, actually I'll say, uh, Lights Camera Barstool, which mm -hmm. is my favorite movie pod, and we we both listen to them. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out them, they give me a lot of. I, I kind of ripped them off a lot, but that's okay. Like my scoring system and all that, but nobody that's all right. Um, people people like them, like. They review Dark Phoenix. They they have to go see every single movie. 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like now more more than not, everything they reviewed, it, it's like so much harder to find a positively reviewed movie these days because these these companies, and it, the, I completely forgot the point I brought up like in the Barstool now, I just remember it. They had an interview with the guy who, with Matthew Vaughn, who directed Kingsman Secret Service and mm-hmm. who also was a producer on the on Fantastic Four and I think First Class. He and directed Disney First Class. class. He yeah. directed First Class, mm-hmm. and I think he produced. He might have produced Last Class or uh, Days of Future Past and Apocalypse. Right. Yeah, because Brian Singer came back for those. But now we don't really talk about Brian Singer anymore. Cause fuck that dude, you know. And he he basically said like the the studios took over the, the direction these movies were going so much. And I, I really think that this is – I think this is a combination with happened with DC too between Zack Snyder just not knowing what he's doing, just not being that great of a filmmaker, mm. and the studios so desperately trying to catch up to the MCU. I think – and he even – Matthew Vaughn even admitted like like with Fantastic Four, he told the studio like this is shit. We have to change something. They're like, no. Like we just got to get this out. It will make money. And what did it do? It ended up getting out. It did not make money. It no. was it's regarded as one of the worst like superhero movies. It was arguably one of the worst movies ever. It's awful. It's terrible. Uh, X Men Days of Fu- X Men Days of uh, uh, Future. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting sidetracked. First Class and Days of Future Past. Good movies. Get it to Apocalypse. He he said Apocalypse is going to be a shitty movie. Like you have to change something. They said no. They said we just need to get this out. We need to make money. And studios now, they clearly can't do that anymore. Dark Phoenix is a flop. Even like the movie we love, Solo, was a flop. Like you have to do more than just go by name recognition and stuff. Men in Black, dude. No, who gives a shit about Men in Black International anymore? Now that I know it's a bad movie, I will never think about Men in Black International after we talk about it here today. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, go ahead. No, I've been rambling for. Um, minutes, but... I just wanted to bring up Fantastic Four because I I like had a vague memory that it had a single digit tomato meter. It has a nine percent and an eighteen percent audience score. 18% on score. The audience score is what I go by the most. Mm-hmm. 18% is probably the lowest I've ever seen. Ever. ever. Like, I've never seen th- something so bad. I think The Room by Tommy Wiseau has a higher, both higher tomato score and, and audience score than that. I mean, is that, that's definitely a crowd pleaser, though. So I, that's, it's unfair that, to compare anything to The Room. That's comparing apples to, to like, gun, like, gun smoke, buddy. Like, that's, <laughs> like, The Room. Love it. I mean, it certainly has its appeal, and I think it's become, like, ironically a beloved film. It has a 26 and a 46. So, yeah, higher, straight up, The Room, one of the worst movies of all time, like, oh, it's accepted awful. by everybody. It is the worst movie I've ever seen, but I love it so much. Has but it's a much higher on both scores. Well, that that's a different, that's, like, a different, we're, we're comparing apples to fucking, like, like clams in the sea. <laughs> Like it's just like like that movie was made to be bad. It was made by a lunatic that's either from like like Soviet Russia or he says he's from Louisiana, which I Tommy Wiseau. Okay, I, I call exactly. bullshit on that. He's he's f- maybe from another planet called Louisiana, but he's not makes from the look, state. <laughs> that makes that makes <laughs> look sense. Um, I don't. But, but I, lo- I love Tommy Wiseau. So you get back to talk. Even like I I don't know how much money the past Pirates of the Caribbean movie made, but like who gives a fuck about Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> anymore? Like who cares? The, the Stranger Tides sucked. The um, what's it? What was the final one? Um, Dead Men Tell No Tales. No, the 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 third one. Um, the World. Oh, at World's End. At World's End. That movie kind of sucked too. Like, mm. so, and I think the gap between uh, Stranger Tides and that was something like three, like between three or five years, something like that. Mm. Like, yeah, the, like, like two thousand seven to two thousand eleven, I think. The the end. 
the end discussion of this all is that people are no longer going to see movies just because the name is on it. Mm-hmm. Now people are like, whatever the next X-Men movie gets released by Marvel is, I'm going to flock to the theater to see that because Marvel has that. It's mm-hmm. a whole, Marvel is a whole different animal. Something like DC, whatever DC next puts out, I'm going to be so fucking skeptical of it, even though yeah. Shazam and Aquaman were good and Wonder Woman were good. Right. Well, uh, they earned that reputation with you, you know? It's, it, and it's really the same thing with everything not not MCU right now. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like you've put out some some stinkers. You can't do anything right. You're trying to rush these movies to the theater to make money. And look at Disney. People are like, oh, Disney. Like they're they're just like they're gonna own the world now. Like they have all the money in the world. That's because Disney did everything right. Disney sat on a property and built it up when they didn't have to for how, how long was it? Eleven years total, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Look at it now. They have Star Wars, which arguably we. Neither of us like like Last Jedi. We love Solo. Mm-hmm. I'm very much looking forward to the Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not gonna not see the Rise of Sky- Skywalker just because I didn't like the Last Jedi. You know, and, and the Last Jedi sort of drew grown on me. I've already had this discussion with you. It's I still don't think it's the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. But Disney has done everything right. Disney is my trust. DC, WB, every movie that comes out, I w- I will not go see until I see the reviews. Right, and that's just that's just that's just the way it is. Same thing, Men in Black International. I said, see it. I'm a fucking idiot. I can't believe I said, see it. Yeah, this, this is just movie... a long-winded apology to our audience. <laughs> Say, this... see Men in Black International. This movie was set up to be awful, and I should have known that because all these movies are awful. All these movies that come out that aren't MCU fucking suck. <laughs> Logan was the exception because Logan was a one-off, which is kind of go back to the Joker. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my hope with the Joker. My hope yeah. with the Joker is that it's a one-off. Whatever they were planning to do with The Flash and Wonder Woman and Aquaman has nothing to do with this movie. Mm. This is just going to be a creepy, weird movie with the Joker, and it's going to be fucking great. Right. And same thing with Logan. Logan was one of my all-time favorite superhero movies. But Logan was just so good mm. because it, it broke the mold. It, it it got bold with what it did. It didn't have studio execs trying to bring it down. The, Logan was just flawless. And look at Christopher Nolan with The Dark Knight. Christopher Nolan, The Dark Knight. Christopher Nolan handled The Dark Knight. I, don't, I, I can't imagine DC, the studio, had much involvement in that other than the, just distributing it and having the name on it. That this is DC. Mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan is one of the best filmmakers out there. And it kind of goes into another thing, too. You keep giving these average filmmakers these huge properties, they're going to keep fucking up. Mm-hmm. They're gonna, just because they, they had one decent movie 10 years ago does not mean they can make Star Wars The Last Jedi. does not mean that they can make... Uh, Dark Phoenix, even though yeah. fuck Simon Kinsberg, even though even though he, I think he directed Days of Future Past. I could be wrong. Um, I uh, think Days I, of Future Past is Brian Singer. Brian, oh god, that's a whole different story. Yeah, we can't really, we don't want to go into that. Um, so even Simon Kinsberg, like you keep giving these people that just because they they, they co-wrote a decent movie or directed a decent movie ten years ago does not mean they can still helm all these all these all these major franchises. And given people like Steven Spielberg. They're they're not knocking down the door to try to direct something like X Men or to try to direct something like Batman, right. I, I, and I think this is why a lot of people are scared that you have a property like this that like the smallest thing you fuck up. But I also think like the MCU, you have you, you have a, a lot of directors now that are made because of the MCU. You have people like Takai Waititi that are coming into to the MCU, bringing bringing their style of filmmaking, which is totally different from the way the MCU was, and it works. Because because they take their time, they know what they're doing. The studio with Disney knows what they're doing. Even people that want to shit on on Kathleen Kennedy, who I might be mixing up James Bond and Star Wars. She's the one who has Star Wars right now, right? Kathleen Kennedy. I'm pretty sure she. Yes, she is the the, um, Spielberg. Yeah, she is the person who's handpicked by um, George Lucas to 
kind of carry on, like the merger of Disney and LucasArts. Correct. People that shit all over her because because there's now more female roles in in, in Star Wars and all that. Fuck you. I think Kathleen right. Kennedy has, has done an excellent job with every move she's made. Even though Ryan Johnson, I, I hate Last Jedi. I don't think Ryan Johnson's that great of a director. Mm. I, I still think that she's she's picking and choosing wildly. J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. I, I said it. I saw Force Awakens seven times. I saw I, that's a franchise movie because it was a it was above average and good movie that mm-hmm. I saw seven times in the movie theaters. Can you imagine somebody sucked Dark Phoenix seven times in the movie theater? Uh, the only way that would happen is if like they died in the theater and no one noticed for seven showings. You know. So if you want to get people like Brian Wong, who's only going to see MC move, MCU movies, mm-hmm. get Brian Wong to like more fucking things that are not the MCU that are as good as the MCU. Right. Because so far, Brian Wong has no reason to go see Dark Phoenix or Men in Black or Pirates of the Caribbean or Stranger Tides if they go to the movie theater because they suck. And and, and the days the days of studios thinking that they can just put out pile of shits and and they'll make five hundred million dollars off it are over. Like they're mm. they're honestly it's over. Given Pirates of the Caribbean made a billion dollars, that was ten years ago. Yeah. Like those uh, those days are over, and that like hopefully, like I said, thank God, because hopefully, in the next five years, we're gonna get movies that are made by good filmmakers that actually ha- take the time to write these films and base around like, oh, this isn't just a superhero movie where people are punching and shooting lasers out of their eyes. This is a movie that has depth, it has drama, it has good acting, it has good writing. Like that's what people want now. It's the same with the horror thing that I brought up to you last week. And I'm now like going on my rambling, and I, I can tell I'm rambling. But like the, the, I dro- I brought up to you how the horror genre is being revived by like the whole dramatic drama horror thing, is that people are no longer just trying to get you to do jump scares with with mm. these movies. They're trying to actually put depth to these characters, trying to add drama to the story. Right. And and that that's what people want nowadays. You know that that's just what people want. Right. And I think it's hard to. Um, there's no middle movies anymore. It's either you there's have really no budget, at all. Or you have a ton of budget, and if you fuck up your huge budget, well, then what? You know, what? Josh Shrank was that his name? Who directed Chronicle and then Fantastic Four? Yes. I don't know if he really has anything on the docket coming up. Like he screwed it up, and then there's someone like Gareth Edwards who directed Monsters in 2010. Well, that had a five hundred thousand dollar budget, well received, and then he got a hundred twenty five million dollars for his next movie to direct Godzilla. And that was not great, but, you know, it made a decent amount of money. So he was kind of able to learn from that. And then he made Rogue One, which I thought was really good. So, But it's like, how many people mess up that second movie when they have so much more pressure, such a bigger budget, and then just yep. never get another shot? You know, there's no room for error in Hollywood anymore. And kind of like, just to go down the list, and like, it, just to kind of compare the years to you too. And there's some like... There are some anomalies on this, which we'll catch right away. Obviously, Avatar is number one, the highest grossing movie of all time at uh, $2.788 billion. Mm-hmm. Good for Avatar. It's an average movie, which I don't think – I don't think that – well, actually, going by name, which kind of like counters everything I just said, but it's Avatar, so it's a different story. And James Cameron, mm-hmm. which is a, one of the, the, the A-plus tier directors that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, obviously, the next Avatar is going to pull in $2.7 Eight yeah. billion. I I am honestly so interested to see because I don't know, like what if it does? I can't imagine it happening. But what if like somehow it captures that lightning in the bottle again, and we then all we, go see it ten times again? Then we get into a discussion of how James Cameron is part of the Illuminati and the deep state is inflating mm-hmm. these. He made a deal Avatar. with the devil, clearly. Yes, and that's a whole different. That's a whole. Us to go see it. That's going to be a podcast we can never release. Right. That discussion because the FBI will be knocking down our door. <laughs> 
Um, Avatar number one, two point seven billion. Event uh, two point seven eight billion. Avengers Endgame right now, and I think this is going to change in the next two weeks. Two point seven four billion. Ooh, right on the Titanic, James Cameron again, two point one eight billion. Mm. Star Wars: The Force Awakens, and this is the movie that, like, if this did bigger overseas, like, uh, Avengers Endgame did almost a billion more overseas than what Star Wars did in the U.S. Right. And it did eight hundred million more overseas than what the Star Wars did overseas. Mm-hmm. It, it Star Wars: The Force Awakens had the, the 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 repertoire overseas that it did in the u.s so it was force awakens would have clipped three billion but that's that's a different story anyway the first four movies we've named are good movies even though i didn't like avatar i still think avatar is a good movie mm. that i just did not like um avengers infinity war obviously we loved it that's at 2.04 billion because the jurassic world which i still think is a good movie and i liked came out in 2015 mm. 1.67 billion marvel's the avengers 2012 1.5 which obviously everybody loves that too mm-hmm. fast and the furious 7 this is like the fast the fast and the furious series is the anomaly i was talking about the fast and the furious series fast 7 which i didn't even see because i thought fast fast 6 was average fast 7 pulled in 1.5 billion is um i obviously i'm not too familiar is that the last one with paul walker in it no that was six seven does not have oh, paul walker wow so oh wait no no Wait, I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay, we don't know. We don't know. I don't. I don't remember. Either way, I don't remember. Um, uh, fast, it kills overseas. So overseas has a big part of this too, and they could have a different mindset than our overseas. It did one point one six billion, which is like, it, which is nuts because it only did three hundred fifty three million in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So like the different, like I said, the overseas matters so much. Um, Age Age of Ultron, which is arguably one of the one of the worst uh, MCU movies. Are uh, the the worst Avengers movie um, pulled in 459 million in the U.S. 946 million in overseas. Black Panther at number 10 did 1.3 billion total, mm. which Black Panther is my third favorite uh, MCU movie, so it deserves to be there. That's a great movie. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. I'm not even gonna name budgets anymore, but Harry Potter at, and the Deathly Hallows Part Two at number 11. Mm. Star Wars: The Last Jedi at number 12. And this is where we start getting in iffy territory. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom at number 13, which came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. I do think that this is one of the last movies that will have like the name recognition and also be a bad movie to pull in this money. Because Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom stunk. Yeah, Jurassic that World 3 stunk. needs to be good. Like, actually good. That movie pulled in $1.3 billion. I do think that that's one of the last movies on name recognition they're going to be able to do that. And Jurassic Park is like... It, that's tough. Jurassic Park's like a, on a, on a plane of its own. Like that was just a groundbreaking movie. One of the first movies to introduce CGI like that. Like that's just that's a groundbreaking movie that it's going by name. Which like I really don't think they can put on another stinker like that and still do that. One point three billion. Holy shit. And then like kind of what we get into here is just all we're literally going into all Disney, all MCU. Like where you have the Minions, Incredibles two, Captain America. We have Aquaman, which is at one point one four. At number 21. And then we get to something like Transformers of Dark World, which came out in 2011 that has 1.1 billion. Like, how the fuck yeah. did... How, how did Transformers of Dark Moon, Dark Side of the Moon make more than Lord of the Rings Return of the King? I don't know. It was a different time. Inflation, I guess. But what we're saying is these movies need to start getting better or they're all going to just lose to Disney forever. 
Yes, thank you for stopping me because I was ready to keep going down the list still and I'm no, that's, that's all right, that's all right. Dylan, is there anything you want to add to this discussion before we start? No, off? that's my it. Stop going to movies that suck. <laughs> Don't go to these anymore. You know, I think I think that people like Brian Wong, they're not going to these anyway. But mm-hmm. like, if you're still going to see movies like Men in Black International and Dark Phoenix before you come out and they're good reviews, and you're still going in with they suck just to like just to go, just to go. Don't go to these movies anymore. Go to movies like Good Time with Rob Patson. Yeah, which are good movies. Go good to movies. go to those. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm Brian. I'm 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 Dylan. Whatever. <laughs> follow, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Dylan, where can they find you on Twitter? DJ Clubber Lang. You can see me just just dispute nonsense. Absolutely. All right. Thank you guys so much for watching. Have a great rest of your day.